Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Gaming with Gusianch podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo, aka Gusianch. And today we got a jam-packed episode full of a few interesting topics. This is kind of a weird news update. Today we're talking, can pigs play video games? According to a new study, they can. There's this giant company out there trying to create a time capsule of every single video game that's ever existed. People developing gaming habits during the pandemic. Really not much of a shocker, but we have some numbers that back it up. And of course, Thursday's Sony State of Play conference, we have some updates on what you should know from the games that they announced today. Well, I guess today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday. But first, let's get into that. Pigs playing video games. According to a study from Purdue University, a group of four pigs named Omelette, Hamlet, Ivory, and Ebony, I especially feel bad for the pig named Omelette, knowing that one day it might end up in an omelette. But anyway, these pigs had a goal. They had to take this cursor, move it to a wall, and when the cursor hits the wall, a treat pops out. And they have to play with their snout and move the joystick to make the cursor move. So they found out that, kind of like Pavlov's theory, finding that the treat comes out once you hit the wall was the main motivation for this. And they found out that these pigs are much smarter than we anticipate. Similar to dogs, like dogs surprise us, but even more impressive that they're smarter than dogs, that they could, in their mind, connect the fact that this joystick moves that cursor to the wall and they had to look down at the joystick, move it, look back up at the screen to see that they're moving it in the right direction and get the treat once they hit the wall. This study took weeks to get done. It got to the point where two of the pigs got so large they couldn't fit inside the pen they were using. So the two micro pigs, I believe Ivory and Ebony, were the two ones that had to finish this study. But they showed that these pigs, because they knew a treat was coming, when they were led to the pen, they got excited and they're like, all right, let's play this video game. Let me get this treat real quick. And at this point, I'm not surprised that animals can play video games. And, you know, play video games well to their level. I don't think I'm surprised by anything anymore when it comes to video games. I've seen a guy play Warzone using only card readers. Like where every card was a different action. So when he wanted to shoot, he had to swipe the shoot card. And once I saw that, I'm like, all right, you know what? Anything goes at this point. If, If pigs can play video games, anything is possible. And there's no reason why I should suck as a human playing video games. But here we are. There's only one day until kids kids pigs enter these tournaments and take the league of legends championship but until then i wear the crown not really but kind of at least over pigs the next topic we talked about is apparently a group called the embracer group is trying to create an archive of all the video games ever created now this is the company that just bought gearbox the company that uh produced borderlands They bought them in February for $1.3 billion. So we know this group has the backing financially to get this done. And the goal is to create a time capsule of all games. So this includes consoles, the video games, arcade games, almost anything you can think of. The CEO has already donated his collection and apparently he's buying collections from all the major collectors in Eastern and Western Europe right now. And I'm just interested to see what this looks like when it's all done because video games to me 
when I first started playing was new, PS1. And even then, it had been around for like 20 years. Maybe not 20 years, 15 years. And it's crazy to see that at, we're trying to create a time capsule of what, 40 years of video games being created. And the goal is to have a central exhibit in Sweden. And then as the collection grows, they're going to have satellite exhibits all around the world. So you'll be able to go visit these places and see these preserved video games from around the world. And I, I don't know, I've, it, you know, I'm starting to feel a lot more older than I am just because the video games I grew up playing are now in museums. And I know it's nerdy, but you know, it'd be, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see the PlayStation 1, the PS2, stuff like that in a museum and look at it. And of course, I might not have a kid at the time, but I'm going to find a random kid and be like, son, this is the system I grew up on. And at that point, the kid's parents will come up to me and be like, don't ever talk to my son again. I'm like, I understand. I just wanted to let him know. <laughs> So I know this is still a long way from getting done, but the fact that, you know, billion dollar groups are trying to get this done. Now, I would get pissed if they just decided to buy these games and they're like, oh, this isn't a vault. You guys are never going to see this again. But if we're able to go visit these museums post-COVID, knock on wood, I'd be stoked to go at least visit one of them or like at least put it on my list of things to do when I go visit Sweden or I go visit one of these countries that are going to have these exhibits. The next weird news, well, I guess this one is not so weird, uh, from People Magazine. Apparently around 70% uh, of people developed a video game hobby during quarantine. Now, there was, <laughs> there was pretty something I thought that was pretty funny. They said 65% they said of people struggled to find a hobby, and the things they tried or the things they listed they tried, video games, binge-watching TV or movies, reading, and crossword puzzles. Now, I don't know who in the 21st century is like, you know what? I need four, to kill four hours right now. Let me just start doing crossword puzzles. I've never done a crossword puzzle that took me longer than 30 minutes. And at this point, you don't need to ask anybody the answer. You could look it up. So if this is what people are resorting to right now, it makes sense why so many of them gravitated towards video games because I don't know any video game that's more boring than a crossword puzzle. And I'm talking about you know, some of the most boring video games in the world. I'd rather play those than do a crossover puzzle. But I digress. They interviewed around 2,000 people. I think they extended the study later, but they said three-fourths of them, around three-fourths of them, started playing video games more. It helped them, you know, reconnect with friends they hadn't talked to. And it also helped them reconnect with kind of like their inner child, which I think is a lot bigger than people think. I, I know I'm a person that hates nostalgia. Just because it is weaponized in advertising, it's weaponized in the way companies present themselves because they know if they can get you to feel this way, you're going to buy their product. But when I'm playing video games and I feel like a kid again, it feels. I think that's the main reason why I keep playing video games, to keep that kid inside of me alive. Because once it dies, I don't know what else there is to live for in this world. So you know video games keep coming out because I need you as much as you need me. There was also, <laughs> with these questions though, uh, they also asked people, you know, uh, when are the most likely times you're gonna be playing a video game? And one of the most common places was during a middle of a conversation with people in your own house. And I know I am definitely guilty of this because whenever my partner Alicia tries to talk to me, I'm trying to beat a boss and you know, whatever she's saying is kind of just, you know, jumbled words and noises. And you kind of have to 
create a response that will keep the conversation going without letting them know you're not listening. But you know, like as soon as you beat whatever it is you beat or you save or you put the game down and you reference the conversation you're having, you realize you have no idea what you guys are talking about. But some you've been saying words at this point. And I completely understand that. Some of the other places people have been playing video games was in the middle of work. I know that might make sense, you know, working from home. But they also said in the middle of work conference calls. Now that is bold. Like I know you can probably just mute yourself or turn your camera off during a work meeting and maybe play video games for 45 minutes during a work meeting. But I don't want to be that guy that does that. And then they say, hey, Gustavo, um, can you chime in real quick? Uh, we need some numbers or we need to know what's going on with this project. And then you turn on your mic and you say, uh, I'm sorry, can you please um, run me back on the last 20 minutes of conversation because I was playing a video game instead. <laughs> I know I don't want to be that guy, but there are some people out there making that choice and hey, more power to you if you're getting away with it and still keeping your job and still getting your work done. I can't be that person, but hey, kudos to you. So those are, those are, that's a quick roundup of some weird news uh, that I've seen over the last week or so. The pig story still, still gets me just because pigs are so smart and they can play video games, you know. Maybe one day if I own a pig, I can play video games with it. At least I can hope so. Other big news that we had, I know last time we talked about Nintendo Direct, which kind of, you know, talked about what's going on with the Switch. We got Sony State of Play today, which, which outlined what we're going to expect for PlayStation in terms of PS5, PS4 games coming out in the next few months. And to start this off, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to PS5. The benefit, if you bought it for PS4, you get the free upgrade to PS5. But of course, now there's DLC. And the DLC includes a new playable character. And for those that know the series, it's Yuffie. Which makes me so upset because I want to play as this character. But I don't want to spend $30 on DLC. But I just might have to. Well, I guess first I have to get my hands on a PS5. Which is, you know, first things first. But after that, I'm going to be looking at that. I'm like, you know what? I love the 7 remake so much. I might just spend $30 on this DLC. Of course, you know, this is going to be off-brand. Like, there's this one part where uh, Yuffie's looking at Cloud, Bear, and Tifa. Like, they're going on their mission as Avalanche. And they're and she says to another person, oh, should we approach them? And that person says, no. We don't know what they're capable of. So, of course, they're not going to meet. So, this is just a complete side story that's not going to ever meet up with the main characters of Seven. But, you know, knowing the way the first game turned out, it might be good. It might be. You know, convince me. Bring me back off the ledge so I don't buy this DLC, please. Another game that they brought up was, I thought was pretty interesting. It's called Sifu, which means um, master in Chinese. It's a kung fu game, which I don't think there has been one this in-depth and true to kung fu based on the mechanics of the game that I've seen in a long time. But it starts off where you're meditating and you open the door behind you and there's this long hallway. And there's at least 10 people that look like they want to kick your ass. And the character just goes and mows through them. For those that have seen this movie Odd Boy, there's this crazy scene where it's uh, it looks 2D. Where this guy just rips through probably like 15 people fighting for his life. That's exactly what it looks like. You basically John Wick a bunch of people with your fists. 
And there's this weird part, though, that I noticed where at one point uh, during the demo, the character you're playing as gets killed or downed, whatever it is, knocked out, we'll say. And he lays on the ground and his facial hair grows a little bit and you could see him age a bit. So it, from what I've read, it looks like every time you die, you come back a little bit older and more experienced, which would be amazing if that's, you know, how life went. Like if you died, you just came back five years older. You're like, shit, I died, but, you know, at least I'm still here. So I'm not sure if you it's good to die because you come back a little bit stronger. But by the time you progress in the game and maybe reach the end, you look like a kung fu master that's gone through the ringer to get to where he is today. And I don't know, I think that's pretty cool because it's kind of weird when you play a game and your character still looks like the 18, 20-year-old character at the beginning that just fought through three world, three world wars, prevented the apocalypse, fought a demon that raised from the sky, and you still don't have bags under your eyes or facial hair or wrinkles like... I need that skincare line because that is an amazing amount of stress and to not have anything age is kind of weird. So I thought that was an interesting addition to this game, Sifu. Another game that they brought up, which I am fascinated to play, it's called Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Now, of course, the way it looks, it's the typical, oh, the, the, the world is falling apart, um, everything is dying, and you have to reconnect with these spirits and kind of cleanse the forest to bring the green back, to bring the trees back to life, and bring the spirits back to life to reconnect with the magic of old. And it, you, you carry a staff, so it's a magic-based game, and you could use it to, it turns into a bow and arrow if you pull back on it, or you could shoot fire, or you could do different attacks with it. And you have to free these spirits that seem to be corrupted or seem to be going through something. It doesn't really explain what exactly. But there's these characters that are causing the forest to be this way. So it's kind of, you know, the back and forth of corruption to cleansing the spirit to bring it back to peace. But the way the fighting looks, it reminds me a lot of uh, control, uh, mass effect, very colorful, very, you know, motion based. Get in, fight, get out. But it looks very beautiful. The main character kind of reminds me of Korra from The Legend of Korra. And she's going, you know, trying to restore order within the spirits. And I, I don't know exactly what it's about, but from what I've seen, it looks like a beautiful game and something I'm more than willing to play. There were a few other games that State of Play brought up, but those were the three that really stood out to me. I believe there were like five more. There was another Five Night at Freddy's. Uh, reboot getting brought up, another Crash Bandicoot remaster. So a lot of things that you know that have been hashed out, but they just wanted to upgrade the graphics to PS5. And at this point, I'm not really interested in remasters that much anymore. I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, but there's so many new ideas coming out, like Sifu, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, where I want to see what else is out there, where these new games are coming out that I've never played, I've never experienced before, and I want to keep that going rather than rehashing. Like, don't get me wrong. Crash Bandicoot got me through some tough times as I, when I was in, what, third grade. I'm sure, you know, I wasn't the coolest kid in third grade, but I was the coolest kid in Crash Bandicoot. But, you know, now that I'm approaching 30, dear God, it's happening. I'm not, the, you know, I, I think I need something a little bit more complicated than Crash Bandicoot. So I'm sure some a lot of you guys are going to enjoy that bit of nostalgia. But, you know, I'm going to hold off. You guys can watch that trailer and make the decision yourself. Well, that's everything I had today. I hope I brought you some weird news. I know the pig story. I, it still sticks with me. I'm not going to get over this until I see 
a pig play video games. I might have to teach my dog how to play video games because Alicia does not like playing video games with me. I am way too competitive. But anyway, thank you guys so much for making it this far into the podcast. If you like what you hear, please like our page on Facebook, share, tell people about it, and also give us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, I'd appreciate. Four stars, I'll, you know, I'll still appreciate, but I'll still have some questions and I'll probably comment back on your review of, why didn't you give me that fifth star? But anyway, that's all I have. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Gaming with Goosey Anch podcast. GG.